The scale of connectedness we're experiencing in electronic payments is unprecedented, but the connectedness also creates the potential for criminals to reach into the payment system from anywhere in the world. Hello, I'm Nick Holland with Information Security Media Group, and today I'm speaking with Gord Jameson, Senior Director of Canada Risk Services at Devisa, on securing the future of digital payments. Hello, Gord. Hello there. Payments are getting faster. In fact, I mean, in some instances now, they're actually real time. How does that impact payment security? Well, it has a huge impact. We see more and more uh, data points that are connecting to our network today. It, transactions are, are being conducted in many different manners. Um, it's no longer that traditional point of sale, but we're seeing new ways to pay and new ways to be paid for the, uh, across the globe for the most part. And if, I, if we look at Canada it's, itself as a market, we're, we're, you know, we're probably one of the leading countries when it comes to the adoption and use of digital payments within our space. 70% of our Canadian personal consumption expenditures were conducted using digital payments. When I say digital, you know, everybody's confused sometimes what that means, but it's, it, it goes beyond, it's contactless payments, it's the card not present, the e-commerce, the mobile payments, the in-app payments, all of this are, are comprised of it. And uh, it's, it's moving at a tremendous pace. Uh, we see the card not present environment, we're seeing three times the growth uh, when compared to a face-to-face -face environment. So the consumers are wanting more and more to be able to shop anywhere, anytime from any device, whether that's a phone, whether that's a tablet, or whether it's a PC. Um, you know, they want that demand. They want an instant, the ability to com, uh, conduct uh, commerce anywhere. So let's touch on as well. So you mentioned, you know, phones, tablets, PCs, but I mean, clearly there's, there's a ton of development happening in the Internet of Things. Um, you know, things like obviously the Amazon Alexa and voice commerce being able to sort of uh, to do yeah. your banking and, and ordering of goods and services by by your voice. Uh, we're getting things like connected cars now, where you can go through a drive-in and you know pay via the dashboard of your car. You know, you're, you're even getting again like refrigerators that that are also connected. That you know you can reorder reorder your groceries directly through your refrigerator. I mean, how how do you cope or how does Visa deal with this ever expanding attack surface? Well, we, they anticipate that there's a stat that over 20 billion Connect devices by 2020. So as you mentioned, and, it, and it's, it's morphed into, it's not just your standard point of sale, it's all your connected devices, and uh, whether that's your car, your, your, your refrigerator, your, your, your tablet, your, a gas pump, uh, there's all these devices today that are going to be in the future, connected devices where commerce can, can take place and the extension of payments will happen. And we see uh, tokenization as the, the key to, to basically addressing fraud within this space, in a grow, ever-growing expanding space. Tokenization is, is going to take that account data out of the mix. It's, it's going to be replaced with a token, uh, a proxy value that, that today would be transact conduct go through the rails the same way as a as a normal transaction would for authorization and settlement. A token will will follow that same path. And the beauty of a token is the token is unique to that particular environment. And if it gets compromised, then you simply replace the token 
You don't have to replace the whole account number that's behind it. And that token, if compromised, is only um, vulnerable to the to that domain that it was used in. It can't be used anywhere else. So if Merchant X Merchant X gets compromised and and they and they store account data in a token form. It can't be used at any other merchant, and that's the beauty of it. It's one of our key pillars around security is to devalue data, and this is one way. Take that data and render it useless so that if a compromise does take place, the fraudsters can't do anything with it. How far along are you with this process in terms of tokenization? Well, I think the mobile phone is the first, uh, first venture into it. All of the, the mobile pays that are in the Canadian market today, uh, we've introduced are based on Visa token service. So once you load that phone onto your, your, your account onto your mobile phone so that you can wave your phone and pay at the point of sale or do an in-app transaction, that's done with a token. And that's the first start of it. And we're looking at ex expanding beyond to other merchants. The next we we're focusing on those merchants that store credentials on file that have reoccurring payments or cardholder initiated payments where the merchant is retaining the account number, well, take yourself out of harm's way. Replace that account number with a token. So if a breach ever takes place in your environment, there's nothing that's going to happen. You're not going to be at risk. But I mean, what else are we looking at in terms of technologies that Visa is deploying in Canada to alleviate new forms of payment fraud? There's a big push on right now is is 3D secure, three domain secure. Uh, EMV Co. Uh, it'll be two years in October. Released a new set of standards um, called 3DS 2.0, the latest version. Um, and what it does is it addresses all the the concerns that merchants and consumers have identified with the previous the initial version of 3DS. 3DS is 17, 18 years old. It was designed to be able to introduce a password and user ID during the, the payment experience so that you can further authenticate that that consumer is they are the one who the card is issued to. But the challenges are is that it was pop-up windows um, it, and, and the consumers would abandon transactions. So as a result, uh, in some countries like in North America, there was very low merchant uh, uptake on the, on the product because of the, they, they value the customer experience greater. So the, now comes along the latest version of 3DS 2.0 that is, is number one is, is using risk-based authentication. And we, we were, we're about in our market, about 78% of our issuing clients, clients are using risk-based authentication, using the data elements in the transaction to authenticate you as a cardholder, as opposed to prompting you for a password and user ID, so your IP address, your geolocation, device ID, all of these components are being used to authenticate yourself. So that's number one, we take away the friction so that much better customer experience. Number two, it's, it's going to be more data flowing from the merchant to the issuer. What does that mean? With more data, the issuer is more confident in making a decision whether this is the cardholder or not. So 10 times the data is flowing through. And, and, and lastly, it's being designed to go beyond browser-based, which was the initial 3DS, to in-apps, uh, um, mobile devices, the way that consumers are transacting today. So it's supporting the way that the consumers are using devices today to shop online. So we think this is a huge step forward in trying to further secure the card not present e-commerce channel 
which as I mentioned before, is growing three times as fast as, as the face-to-face -face channel. And then the last thing we're doing, it's, it's just the data itself. When you can look at it, you can say, well, data is our, our problem. It's flowing through this system. But on the other hand, we also look at it and say, it's probably our solution as well, too. Because, you know, the criminals are really going after the data that's out there through the merchants. But we have so much information flowing through our system. And we're analyzing about the 500 data points and applying a risk score within milliseconds to every single transaction that, that happens in the system. And we have the ability now to look at this and, and make some decisions on what we think is a risky transaction or to take our cyber intelligence efforts and look at where a breach has taken place, um, look, analyze the um, malicious servers where this data is being exfiltrated to, and look at all the other connections that are being potentially compromised as well too that are unaware of it at the time. So we think that the data itself is so powerful that it provides us an advantage to be able to get one leg up on, on the fraudsters as well too. Yeah, it's fantastic. Well, Gord, thanks very much for your time today. That was Gord Jameson, Senior Director of Canada Risk Services. For Information Security Media Group, I'm Nick Holland.